This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First Row Collectibles, for into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstrow.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20 to receive 20% off. They got a ton of stuff from the wrestling world, from all the major sporting leagues. Anything you are looking for, they got it there. Best thing is they ship worldwide. Even better, they update daily. So please visit them at firstrow.ca. And if you're into video games and books, please visit bossfightbooks.com for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like Super Mario Bros. 3, GoldenEye 007, NBA Jam, and so many others everything you see under websites available in paperback and ebook format so please check them out at bossfightbooks.com and if you want to support me directly you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device it's embedded right there in the description click on that link takes you right to the merchandise store i got everything from hoodies to t-shirts travel mugs phone cases but the easiest thing the freest thing the best thing to do to support the show each and every week is rate subscribe review on all major platforms, most specifically Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week, I'm joined once again by two fellow pork chops. First up, he is the man behind How to Cook that brings you all of the awesome Portuguese dishes your heart desires, and Benfica's number one fan, David Rodriguez. Good man, what's good, Steve? <laughs> what's going on, my friend? Before we get into anything, let's introduce the second guest here this week. He is the man, the myth, the legend. You could catch him performing stand-up comedy all over North America. The accordion playing, weed smoking, Mike Rita. <laughs> <laughs> let's wrap this up, boys. <laughs> That's it. That's all, folks. <laughs> You know oh, what, though? God. Wouldn't that be the ideal thing? Because all people look for, and even like sponsors, like I write off my sponsors at the beginning, you get the hits. If I have more than like 10K, we're grooving, right? There, that's it. We're done. Well, the dream. Sometimes if I watch old wrestling, I just watch the entrances. I don't even watch the matches. You know? 
never watch a whole match. It's very. I I, I, I always scroll. I watch the first two minutes, the last two minutes. Everything in between is a goddamn waste. You know. I love a good intro. Hey, wow, 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 wow! What a great podcast to have this conversation in. What's up? What is the best era of wrestling? Is it? Oh shit! The the eighties, the nineties, or the early two thousands? Okay, they each have their place in my heart. So, I'm going to be politically correct since I'm the host, and you guys could be the tiebreaker then. So, I'm going to go 80s because that was the Hogan era. That's what ushered all of us as kids to get into wrestling. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. You saw Hogan, you loved it, you fell in love with wrestling. Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, sure, whatever, but mostly Hogan, right? Then the 90s was the Attitude Era. It was cool. Everyone, it was pop culture. Everyone was talking about it. To me... In my opinion, that's the best era. Then the 2000s, it was like, okay, all these young guys are now starting to get into it. John Cena, Batista, all these other guys. It's looking good. And then it's just 2010 to 2020 was just downhill. Trash. Absolute trash. And the, uh, all of it. Just everything that like AAW, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, bro. Just, uh, yeah, that's that, that era doesn't count. It, it can't even hold up. It doesn't even hold up an argument, which is crazy. <laughs> So what are your guys' favorite era then? You say 80s? Bro, I say 90s. And a friend of mine brought up this great thing the other day. He goes, if you shifted five years, it's undeniable that 85 to 95 or 95 to becomes these whole different eras. Because now you encompass a little bit of the ending of one, obviously, which is the 80s era. Because everybody says, right, 94, the, the screw job, blah, blah, blah. Yep. That's the beginning of the Attitude Era. You kick out the good guy, Bret Hart. You usher <laughs> in all these assholes. And let's go, fucking suck this dick and drink beers. And, no, what a good era of wrestling. So for me, I have to say 90s because that's my era, bro. Like, yeah, that's, of course. Like, you know, so cold, Kurt Angle, The Rock. Like, uh... Kane, bro, I'm old enough and just young enough to remember Kane coming into wrestling and also being scared of Kane coming into wrestling. Oh my god! You're nine when that happens. I'm like, Jesus Christ! He just he just ripped the cage door off. This isn't. Yes, it was one of those. I'm like that. Like that's my era. Bro. That's fun. Oh my god! So how did you fall into wrestling? Because me and Dave already had the wrestling talk the first time he was on, so I'm just interested. And then Dave will go back to you, whichever is your favorite. But my Mike, brother is yeah. your age. Oh, my brother is your age. He's okay. like 41 or something like that. Well, so he, I wish he I was comes 41. from the 80s wrestling era, and so does my dad. My dad, my dad loved Hulk Hogan, he, he, <laughs> but he hated his finishing move. He thought. <laughs> He goes, it's grand, yo, tall, strong, yeah, like it. and I'd be like, relax. He'd be like, it's not because they're stoolish. You know, okay. why is this move, my dad always thought, like, why is this move not some giant, like, you know? Yeah. And it's funny, because everything leading up to the late drop is that. <laughs> it's power bombs, yeah. it's suplexes, and then, you know, like, but instead of finishing him off on that, it's his leg. My dad would get pissed. Like, what a cheap move. How could they let him do that? That's so yeah. true. <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious all right dave so what's your favorite era i'm guessing 90s as well right well i, I was born in 86 so like okay i don't really remember anything before like i don't know 89 so like oh, shit. it's gotta be like early 90s mid 90s all that shit man and then like but, like my parents were broke so i didn't get to go to anything until like the late 90s so like me too don't when, worry. like Bone cold came out like that's when i actually started going and like I remember being in fifth grade and asking my mom if i could shave my head ball back then <laughs> she thought i was fucking nuts man but like 
like Hulk Hogan never had that impact on me, but Stone Cold did, man. That shit was right. crazy. Oh my god, Mike, did you ever go to any live events here in Toronto, like Maple Leaf Gardens or anything? No, okay, so there's I went to a couple of house shows with my brother. Okay. I, I saw The Rock and Kane live oh, once shit. as a kid. Nice. Uh, and my brother got to see Hogan versus The Rock at WrestleMania here in Toronto. Hey, I was my, there too. Yeah, man. And, uh, that was awesome. Bro, but uh, yeah, I only got to see house shows, never got to see a taping. Um, nowadays, I would rather go watch an amateur wrestling event than anything. An I, indie I, show. Like, bro, yeah. you go pay 20 bucks to go watch a guy just bleed, like cut himself. And, 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 oh, oh, bro, if I see a guy blade himself for 20 bucks, what a fucking night, dude. What a dream. You know, some guy named Super Kid G or something. <laughs> oh. Did people used to tell you that like everybody was Portuguese in wrestling? Like People used to tell me the Ultimate Warrior was Portuguese, and yep. then they would tell me, like, I don't know. <laughs> died and then like a portuguese guy replaced them or something did you guys hear shit like that yeah i i don't know about mike i heard the ultimate warrior was portuguese i don't know if you heard that same rumor up here it was crazy but but that's how it was everyone is portuguese it's, it's like the greeks you go back and everything leads back to the greeks right so bro before the internet shit ran wild you know like hey he's portuguese that's why he wears those colors you know <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's so freaking funny, dude. <laughs> I never heard he was Portuguese, man. There's a bunch of wrestlers that now that I'm older, I go back and I enjoy. Ultimate Warrior is not one of them, but from that era, <laughs> I, I really do. Macho Man. Yeah. Like, I wish I was an 80s kid so that I could have watched Macho oh. Man like in prime, you know? Oh. Was it was a treat. It was a fun... Like, I... Okay, here. Just so you guys know how I got into it, because I'm old. So I was born in 79. So, my first WrestleMania I watched was WrestleMania 3. I didn't appreciate it. Once I watched WrestleMania 4, that whole tournament format, I fell in love with wrestling. But, so I saw Macho Man, like, in his prime. And, oh my god. To go from, like, a face to the king, to the heel, to the asshole. Then after, in NWO, then with steroids, then everything. Oh, man. It, it was a treat watching that man's career from, like, literally start to finish. Best. I never... I, like, I never... You know, you watch wrestling and you long for certain moments. I long for the ability. I wish I was eight or nine <laughs> watching this guy. He would have been my favorite wrestler by far. Just so great. I love guys who scared me. Those are my favorite wrestlers. They looked scary to me. I was like, these guys are selling it. Like, yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin was terrifying because he looked like a guy who would beat you up. You ran in and he'd beat you up. It's so true. And I'm like, uh, I also loved Mankind when it comes to that scary thing, right? Because he was so creepy. Once he broke character and he became all Cactus Jack and all those guys, whatever. But mankind was creepy. Yeah, I, yeah, the scarier, the better for me. <laughs> <laughs> so do you still watch the current product or, or are you done with it? No, man, you know, I watched the current product at best for a good diva match. I'm like, these these girls are doing it all right. And yeah, old school Vince McMahon, 1991 Jesus misogyny. Christ. Still around. Love it. <laughs> How about you, Dave? What do you enjoy? Because I know you still watch it. So what, what I is... Still watch it, man. Like, uh, I mean, I watch it a lot. But like now, like I'm usually... I have it in the background while I'm doing something. Like right now, with the, like I'm selling my book, so I'm like packing books and i'm watching that in the background or whatever but i'll usually just have it on just the in the corner of my eye but uh i don't know i find it hard to stay up that late man like i have a baby now and stuff like i'm in bed by like 10 you know so monday night raw is uh is a tough one but but yeah i still keep up i still keep up what have you been enjoying recently then 
the whole bloodline thing is awesome. Sami Zayn, uh, Kevin Owens. I thought that whole thing's awesome. I'm actually going to SmackDown in like three weeks. Oh shit! And fourth row tickets. It's the closest I've ever sat in my life, man. Like it was a myself. I'm gonna fucking wild out, man. I'm bringing a buddy with me. Nice. Uh, I guess that's what I'm most excited about. But uh, no, Sami Zayn, uh, Kevin Owens, the whole bloodline thing. I think is awesome, man. Like uh, it's such a long story. Like like you're so invested in it now, you know. It's been like well, over a year, probably, right? Well, well, and that's what like we were saying. Like that other era was like just garbage shit over and over. Now you see it. It's like going back to like the storytelling. Because in the nineties, the wrestling was shit. I hate to say it. Like the in ring product of it was total garbage. Like, <laughs> like we're in like the era of where everyone could do everything. They're athletes. They're like you know what I mean. But back then, it's so good because of all the stories. Every character meant something. Whereas today. It's like, okay, this guy's going to win, this guy's going to lose. Where back then, it was like anything could happen sort of thing, right? And now, we're starting to see that again. So I think, Mike, if you got back into it, you would start enjoying wrestling again, my friend. I think so. I think you like it, man. I did enjoy the most recent WrestleMania. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. I thought, wow, what a great production. Like, how could you not think that this is still one of the best bang-for-your-buck entertainment on TV, dude. So good. All those entrances. I couldn't remember her name off the top, but the black chick with the long ponytail, she comes in with like 50 oh, Bianca. around her. It's a party. Like, <laughs> I would love to be there just to be like, <laughs> like, uh, while we're talking about entrances, while I have you guys on the phone, uh, <laughs> oh, no. who's your favorite entrance of all time? Oh, man. It could even be uh, a specific pay-per-view entrance. Like, you know, like there's Macho Man in the, oh, in yeah. the uh, monster truck. There's uh, Austin. There's so many of the car ones, if we're being honest. Like, you know, there's the Austin. <laughs> like, stuff. In the 90s, like, you would see Stone Cold coming from, like, the locker room. And they would play, like, that in the background. Like, bump, 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 bump. Yeah, yeah, And break through the glass and shit. Like, that, that was crazy, man. Well, when... Uh, Mine was when Goldberg first started showing up, and then he would hit his head up against the the door, and then he would come out, and same thing, the music with all the security guards, and then he would just come out like a bull. But then obviously you got you got sick the of it. Security but. guards with Goldberg is insane. That, whoever thought of that? That's probably Eric Bischoff, based on like the era. The of dude, course, that like he's so dangerous that he has to be escorted in. Like don't touch the fans. He could snap and kill you right now. Like you know. <laughs> Oh, man, that's so fucking funny. Goldberg, Goldberg, dude, he just sucks in the smoke and starts spitting out. What a nut. <laughs> wow, that's a good error. You know what, man? That's a good one. You're not wrong, bro. Uh, Steve Austin with the long walk from the, the thing, always so good. That was good, yeah. I, I, I'm uh, trying to think. Like, who has good entrances? It's true, Like, because all I think about is the actual music. That's what pops in my head. But to, like oh, visually yeah. wise, like I'm, I'm like I'm really drawing. I guess Shawn Michaels zip lining down at that WrestleMania when you bet Bret Hart in the yeah. Iron Man match. So freaking iconic, my god! The Bushwhackers they used to come out and lick people's hands. And oh, there you go. And I, that was a commitment. There you go. Oh, I always like I, I I'm bringing him up again. I always liked Kane's entrance because it would always go dark for a second and then it just go. <laughs> Well, Undertaker had better entrances, though. If you want to go that far, like he he probably has the best of all of them. If you think all his rent, even when he was a biker guy, like you know what I mean. All, all oh, of them. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay, you're right. When you think of Undertaker entrances, like some of those in the '90s with Paul Bear walking out and just <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> 
and, and you know, I, I hate Undertaker as his American badass stage, but man, <laughs> 90s Undertaker with the purple and the black and the yep. white face and the eyes off. Oh. Here, speaking of how everyone is Portuguese, I'll throw this one out. I don't know if you guys heard of this guy, but obviously he's not Portuguese, but everyone thought he was Portuguese. The fucking Red Rooster. <laughs> Jeez. Well, he's the Red Rooster. Like, come on, we have we have shooter skaters here called Red Rooster. Oh, really? <laughs> no good, bro. I'm out on that, bro. Fuck that. There's only one real Portuguese wrestler, and it's just incredible, baby. That's our sole wrestling representation, man. Wow, how's he gonna not, bro? We need that guy on that. We're I gotta call him right now. Hey, <laughs> I feel like we need we need a new one. I remember yeah. I thought it was a cool man. See, but the problem is no one in Portugal really watches wrestling, I don't think. Like, you, you know what I mean? It's more on this side that watches wrestling if you're Do Portuguese. You what, have you ever watched wrestling in Portugal, like in the 90s? Did you ever watch it with Portuguese commentary? Of course. I think we, we touched on this the last time you were on. Yeah, they, they would make fun of the guys. They would make fun of it. Like, they start laughing. I'm like, what the fuck? Actually, you're right, because I, I always forget it. That, that's obviously my dad used to listen to all the soccer matches on Sort of FM Toronto. And, that's right. Right? And it would be that guy, and it would always be the boo, 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 after the goal. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like a party. a massive goal, you get like a minute of it. That shit was insane. That guy would double up on that button. It's like he's at a club. Good old days, man. When people had personalities. Now everyone's so vanilla and scared to try shit. You know what I mean? That's the goal that just fucking three-rolled ours. Three-rolled ours, and it's a goal. You're like, buddy, when I was a kid, there was rockets and whistles, and the guy ran out of breath. Oh, man. Oh, well, that's why I would rather watch soccer commentary with... Spanish commentators or even Portuguese instead of English because it's true the English guys are just there he passes it up there he goes shot oh save oh went out corner kick it's called that's that bullshit British thing where it's like two personality and you're done like it has to be just enough personality I guess but it's a sporting event man you're supposed to get riled up and hyped like fuck bro the only thing those people get hyped for when it comes to announcing is darts. You ever watch darts? They lose them. 140! An unbelievable performance here by the Scotsman showing up and taking the crown. You're like, Jesus Christ. 
right. But we watching the same sports. What is this? Right. <laughs> oh than my. Darts. Nothing drunker than fucking playing darts and having an announcer. <laughs> They love them darts. Well, speaking of Portugal and Portuguese TV and announcing, you guys were on Portuguese TV, oddly enough, on the same episode. Talk wow, to me, guys. Like, what? We have a century. I have, I have been in entertainment for 15 years. I haven't heard a segue of that magnitude in my life. Yeah, yeah talking about that, you guys are on. Right? Come on. I'm a professional. So the Capra La, we were on the same show together. Um... <clears throat> David is a hero right now in the community. Like, he's taking what people used to imagine as our mother's food, and now you make it like it's one of our best friends. And that's the secret. You, you make it to be old lady food, and now it's cool young guy food. You're like, yeah. Right? People refer to you as the chef, bro. David Rodriguez, the chef, bro. Chef! Oh, man. Yeah, man, we were on that episode together. I, Mike's the one who told me, because I, I guess they played it live there, but uh, right. I didn't know which episode was on. But uh, yeah, man, that was a pre- that was pretty cool. I've, I've been following Mike. Mike, you're the first like Portuguese, I guess, comedian that I've ever followed. Close to probably like, 15 years now. So like right. when I started the booking page, I had like a few, I had like three main goals. It was work with Mike, work with Portuguese kids, and get sponsored by Siabadas. And literally, I've done all three of those fucking things now, man. Like, mm-hmm. Derek's coming to my house in a few weeks. I'm on the phone with Mike right now. I just came back from a trip with Siabadas, man. Like, this shit's fucking crazy. But, but uh, somehow we ended up on the same episode. And uh, Right? What are the odds? I, I loved your fucking entrance. The odds are high because <laughs> the opportunities were have been there for so long. Portuguese people just never scoop up shit. Like, yeah. bro, what the fuck hasn't there been? Portuguese food is renowned. How the fuck is David in 2023 the first guy to lock that shit up? Right. Some guy in the 90s named João, the, <laughs> you know, João Nambrcella should have locked this shit up so long ago. How the hell am I the first Portuguese comedian? I'll tell you why. Because uh. our community has a hard time supporting their own kind for so long it's only now you're so right man now that we're comfortable now that we're more modernized like david's amazing david puts out content every fucking day right and 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 he has like 50 60,000 followers core portuguese modern people who love him you know i love that shit it makes me so happy but i I wish i believe we're friends like you, you said, like nobody took that avenue, man. But what shocks me the most is how many kids like my shit. Like teenagers, like fifteen year olds, fourteen year olds. That's awesome. I met so many of them last weekend, man. Like, and that shit it just like changes everything for me because now I feel like I'm pushing it like to the next generation where I didn't realize I was doing that before. I thought I was just shit talking online, man. And like the, the shit that I heard this last weekend in Newark, man. People were like just shouting "Gummy Gullet" at me in every direction. <laughs> My mom used to say to me, and I just said it in a few videos one right. day because I thought it was fun, man. But uh, I usually just go into a closet and just say whatever the fuck I want, like it just whatever comes out, man. Like one or two takes, and then uh, I think people latch onto it because it's like they, I remind them of like your cousin, man, or your brother. Like I'm yep. not trying to put on a show or an act or a character. I'm just kind of talking to you the way I would talk to my my cousin if I was telling him how to make something, right? So like I don't know, man. I think that. Like you said, it was wide open, man. And like, there's a lot of Portuguese food pages out there, but they're all really serious. And like, they are. I think I'm the only one. The most boring thing I've ever seen, Dave. <laughs> Dave, 
this is the truth, bro. <laughs> like, all you did was be yourself, and that's what all people needed. They're like, this guy's authentic. Because every other page, it sounds like they're snooty. They're trying to be somebody in a Portuguese voice. It's I don't know how to explain. It's like they watched the Thousand Cooking videos and went, I'm going to talk like that in a Portuguese voice. Instead of saying, I'm going to uh-huh. talk in my Portuguese voice. Yeah. It's like they're mimicking like, all right, thank you so much for joining me today. So, and it's like, bro, who the fuck can listen to this over and over? This is Dave's uh, cooking. Hey, what up, pork chops? You guys like shrimp? I fucking love shrimp. <laughs> like, you know, and you're like, yeah, I love shrimp. Yeah, you love shrimp. You love shrimp. You love butter. You fuck. You love onions. I'm like, I do love butter. I do love onions. This guy got me. He knows me, man. It's I, I enjoy it so much. It's such a guilty pleasure to watch this guy. Oh, man. That's good. That's good, man. I love it. I love that you love it, man. <laughs> no, it is. But with everything that's good, also comes the bad. And obviously, you post it all the time, too, my friend. And kudos to you. All these fucking Karens and keyboard warriors. Like, seriously, man. This is what I hate about the Portuguese culture. Are these fucking idiots, man? Oh, uh, man. There's a lot of people that hate watching me do well, man. Like, right? one of the things we did was just like, people online are too afraid to like get canceled or whatever. And I, I don't give a shit, man. So, like, if someone. <laughs> comes at me i'm gonna say what i think back like if you guys want to fucking cancel me go ahead man but like I, I i just can't stand like putting in hours and hours of work like mike said i post every day dude it's hours of work and for somebody to come and just try to shit on it i'm gonna give it back and like i've had sponsors tell me like hey we can't say this in public but we really like when you do that <laughs> <laughs> i think portuguese people like that drama man like naturally we just like that drama so i i, I try to give it back man I'm never too disrespectful. Even in my, like, I, I use strong language, but it's never like malicious or anything, man. But uh, I really love that drama, though. I do love that drama. <laughs> the Portuguese kids had to tell me once, like, knock it out, stop fucking telling. Because I would go in and people would be like, "This guy sucks." I'd be like, "I suck. Your whole life sucks. You fucking idiot. <laughs> bullshit, garbage life." And I let you know, and I, bro. One of the craziest things with the hate hmm. is that it's it, it it's. In our, it's inner community hate. It's like, right? Bro, it's like the, the oh, where I grew up. My favorite one is Bifana and mustard. <laughs> Anytime you've ever been somewhere that's legit makes Bifana, they give you a little bit of stuff. It just is what it is. You're yes. you. Thank you. But it doesn't mean that that's not the fucking stupid condiment. That comes with befunkish. Even as a little kid, when I think about going to a church hall, there's mustard next to the thing, the Bifana plate thing. Yeah. Like it's oh, it's yeah. okay. It's okay to admit that you, you never noticed or your mother didn't use it, but to say that, that it's not the one. I'll fucking fight everybody in those comments. You know, like uh there's a couple of them that they come after you for that drives me nuts. Or that you're not authentic. Oh, what the fuck? Right? Like, I, <clears throat> these people are just <laughs> fucked up, man. Like, uh, the, the things that really bo- bother me the most is they think that they're giving you a compliment or help. It's like, hey, <laughs> like, like, and they're like, and they so honestly think that in their head that they know better than you. It's like, fuck you. Know, you. That's what you guys see, but like, I get a lot of DMs of people get, like, I guess they think like they're like, it's like a submission for ideas. Like, hey, you should this, this, and this. And I'm like, this is the worst idea ever, man. Like, and I get that like all day. And I'm just like, man, like, like, I don't know if I'm seeing a page and the page is doing well, like they probably don't need any ideas, you know what I mean? Like, and I, like if it was good ideas, I'd at least welcome them. But like the Portuguese community does have this subsection. That's just like, yeah. they think they're better. They think their way is the only way. 
Uh, I try to combat that, man. I really do. But uh, I also try to be, I don't want to be an asshole all the time. My wife says I'm too mean, but uh, I try to ride that, that line, man. But uh, anybody that meets me in real life knows that I'm, you know, I'm pretty chill, man. I'm, I'm pretty calm, pretty nice. Uh, but uh, I also don't put up with shit, like, even in real life, man. So, like, I don't do it online either. I remember when I first started the page, I was kind of like, well, I have a real job, so I'm just going to say whatever the hell I want, and I'm just going to pop back at these dudes, and, like, if it doesn't work, I'll just go back to work, you know, but, uh, people, like I said, people ended up liking it, but it's funny, I was looking at a video today, it came up, it was, like, uh, in my memories, two years ago today, and the video only had 300 views, like, total, like, not even 300 likes, just 300 views, like, nobody watched my shit, and I posted every day, nobody would watch it, like, ever. And then just one day, I don't know what the fuck happened, man, but one day I posted a Bifana and everything changed. See, like, the fucking Bifana. What I get a lot of is like, my whole family watches your shit. Like, we'll gather around on Sunday and watch all That's your videos. Awesome. Week, whatever. That shit, I love that, man. Because, like, I feel like I'm, I'm, like, I don't know, old people like me and, like, young people like me. And I, like, they kind of watch it together. kind of brings it together and shit, man. Like, I don't know, man. Like, there wasn't, uh, at least in my house, there was nobody like that that we watched. So, I think that's really cool, man. The, uh... I don't know. I feel like now people are paying attention. Uh, you know, I, I think, like I said, I just try to be genuine. I think people like that, man. But, but like I said, it's it's wild, man. Because like now I'm on a podcast here. I'm talking to Mike. Like literally, the first YouTube that I would hit subscribe on probably was Mike and then the Portuguese <laughs> kid. So like, this whole is wild, man. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you sent me a message a long time ago. Oh. I have your book right here, bro. Look. Oh. I have one of your right here already. With the coffee table I, it's, book. It's a coffee table book. Yeah. 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 How fucking good of it is. It's a good it's a good um, conversation piece when you have pork chops over. Uh, this guy has a book. It's called A Hundred Portuguese Moments in a Not So Portuguese World. This is this guy's first book, bro. Hard to cover it. This guy fuck around. This guy's <laughs> and, uh, like look, wow. When learning English didn't really seem important until kindergarten, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's true. Like my, my sister went to preschool. I was the same way. Speaking English, and her name is Maria Jose. So when she got wow. like Maria Jose, you know, and she don't speak English to try to straighten that out. Like oh, imagine no. going through that type of shit, man. Like right? we didn't speak a lick of English, man. <laughs> Yo, Maria Jose. Oh my god. <laughs> It was crazy back then, man. But uh, but yeah, man. I, I, like I said, man. It's uh, I, I think uh, my experience and, and my upbringing is as authentic as you or anybody else's, and people like to see that. Like I'll put my mom on camera and shit. People love that. My yes. mom gets spotted in the streets now, man. She loves it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, personality is huge. Like you're like, oh yes, it's so fun. so mine yesterday, but that I, oh fuck, that's so sick voice. That's what it's all about. I don't know if my mom gets recognized in the streets, but there's a local mall in Toronto called Dufferin Mall. It's like a Portuguese haven, and uh, she gets recognized there all the time to the point where she stopped going to the Walmart. And I, and oh, I always shit. thought that was so funny. I was like, oh, no possible. She acts like she's sick of it. And in my head, I'm like, what a way to buff your own personal ego. But what a, it gives me so much pride. I'm like, fuck yeah. Baby. You know, like, <laughs> awesome, man. No, and it also, it also helps, like you said, the RTP shit. Like, I'm sure as soon as they heard RTP, their ears went up like, oh, that's it. My sons, I made it. They're on Portuguese TV. I could tell all my friends back home. 
RTP is wild. I gave a shout out to a restaurant in our hometown okay. in Dominican, right. and the guy messaged me personally on Facebook. Shut like, up. Buddy, we were all watching just naturally. We didn't know that you were going to say anything. That's awesome. And I, was like, yeah, I didn't message you. He's like, we could not believe what we were hearing. <laughs> And then I was like, yeah, he's like, and then you said, and the whole, he said the whole bar just went nuts. He goes, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, buddy. And I thought that was so funny, man. Cause it's like, bro, those guys don't got much. You ever been to those islands on the off season? It's a That's quiet true. place. These really are little towns, you know, but bro, June, July, August, yeah, but you know, you ever been to Portugal in November? You're like, oh yeah, this is why our parents left. He said, bro, this is no, this is he saw. He said, be the triste, sir. What are you doing? You're like, I'm out of here, buddy. This is. I know, because you actually speaking of Portuguese kids in Portugal too. You were there performing. Now, what you performed in English to the Portuguese people yeah, over there? Buddy. Come on, baby, it's Mike Reader, baby. I bring it in like a young Dusty, baby. Like a young Dusty Rhodes. I'm on the road. The people come out to see the kid. They say I've heard the noise, but they want to hear it with their own ears. Dusty is there to give it to them. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> in all seriousness, my father was the plumber. All right, I'm done. I'm done. But uh, they love it. I'm a man of the people. Bro, and the people of Portugal, Azores, a good chunk of them when we perform are, are, are immigrants that have come to Canada and now they go back for their summer vacation oh. and they get the ticket to, because they're there gotcha. something to do. And on one of those nights, something to do is to go watch the Portuguese kids. Smart. And next year, it'll be the Portuguese, this year, that we're in right now, it'll be the Portuguese kids and Mike Rita. Bro, you know, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, oh my God, we're doing a bunch of shows out there, but uh, oh, yeah, we're going to hit up three, four islands, man. It's going to be nuts. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, you perform in English, the people love it, bro, you're a celebrity on the island the night after, I'm not even kidding, word gets around, I can a thousand imagine. people on an island that only has 3,000, that's like one third of the population, you know what I'm right? saying, these people are like, one third of those people are telling somebody else, man, it's, uh, it's a party, it's a goddamn party, and, and Derek and the Portuguese kids are, are, are themselves life-changing human beings. Like, they didn't just change the game for all of us. They, you know, there is no David, there is no Mike Rita without the Portuguese kids. And those guys continue to open doors that we didn't even know possible. Like, hmm. you know, they want to do shows in England and stuff like That's that. Awesome. Like, to the Portuguese people there. There's Portuguese English immigrants. Think about that. There's people who left Portugal and went to England. Hey, je vais pas Inglaterra. Did that say nice? They've gone to Australia for fuck's sakes. Did you sell any books in Australia, Dave? I've sold a shit ton of books in Australia. Yes. That's like probably like uh, it's like U.S., Canada, then Australia, man. Like That's crazy. I didn't even know how many Australian people are Portuguese were in Australia. But like, it's fucking well. I got one today. Some guy bought four books in one order in Australia. Oh shit! I don't know. Who People are where they got money from, but they're buying bad books in Australia, man. But yeah, that's really cool, man. Like, there's, there's, we're just fucking everywhere. Well, that's the thing. Like, even my wife says it because she's not Portuguese. She's, she's Ecuadorian. And everywhere we go, she's like, in every town, there's like a Portuguese restaurant. And she's like, you guys are fucking everywhere. You guys are fucking cockroaches, man. And I'm like, yep, that we just go everywhere, fuck and leave and just move on to the next one and just plant our seeds wherever we go, man. Australia. Portuguese Australians, man. You know, like in the outback. 
Like, you know, can you imagine our fathers, like, talking about kangaroos? Or their <laughs> accent, even. What's an Australian Portuguese accent? Can you th- can you pull that off for us? <laughs> Fucking right, mate. It's good on you the wild west back then right think about it fuck oh my god (laughs) oh that's fucking hilarious so where is the furthest you've got to perform bermuda really that's cool those guys took me to bermuda to go do some shows Oh, and, uh, I didn't know, you know, I don't know nothing about Bermuda when I get there. Right, right. I don't know that British colony. I don't know that there's Portuguese people there. Oh. I don't realize that Portuguese person is pretty much a millionaire because that's the only way that you can even afford a house. And then we like go to these people's houses and they're unbelievable. Like we stayed at a local's house and it was, a, uh, you know, a small cottage. We went to some Portuguese guy's house and this guy like. this guy's house was a mansion on an island like just imagine the life he was living it was unbelievable man it was unbelievable the best the best uh what do you call that uh what kind of what's it called the one that's shaved with the potatoes and they like kind of creamy oh my god just imagine you know like it was just uh Rich people making rich foods. Oh. It was so good. Oh my god, I could only imagine that. Oh well, speaking of cooking, are you a cook yourself? Because most Portuguese men, you know, could hold themselves and you know could. Obviously, you know your boy Reeds has to hold it down. Right. I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay, here we go. I got a little bit of the old. Uh, what you know, I got a little bit of the old sensory thing. You know, so yeah. I, when I, even when I was a kid, I only liked like five foods. So I just learned how to make them myself. Me too. Because I just didn't want, I didn't want my mom to make them. I liked them a certain type of crispy. Yep. I liked my eggs a certain kind of firmness. I get it. I liked all shit. I learned how to make them as quick as I could. My mother would make mac and cheese and it would be dry. I fucking hated it. I wanted it to be creamy <laughs> like the commercials. And she'd get it. I would be like, you got some more butter and some more milk. Get that shit fucking cream. And exactly. she'd be like, nah, it's that voice. And I, I And then, uh, yeah, like, who doesn't use butter? And mac and cheese, what are you, nuts? Right? You know what I'm saying? Just water and milk? Get out of here. This is garbage. It evaporates by the end. You need the fat. You need the fat. I can, I I can remember certain things that would just, yeah, man, drive me nuts. And uh, oh, shit. so when I was a kid, I learned how to cook real early. We're talking like 11, 12. Just my mother's not home yet. I got home from school and just bang, bang, something up. Yeah, yeah. But now as an adult. And D- Dave, you're gonna be ashamed because oh. you weren't such a good chef. But we, I use HelloFresh nowadays. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, we just ordered like four or five meals a week. Yeah, we were yeah. four or five. Some weeks, depending if they have like five fucking sick ones, we're gonna love it. But you order four, that way you have two, three days open for whatever. So on those days where you're just not feeling shit, you pop off a HelloFresh, and on the other days you go to the grocery store, you make a quick sandwich, you know, whatever the hell we're feeling that day, like. Uh, 
like uh, I'm gonna tell you one of my favorite things to make quick, and then I'll let you guys get back. I love Italian chicken sandwiches. So a nice breaded chicken, oh. nice four or five hours simmered, you know, um, like marinara. So it's tangy, but not too tangy. Nice. Sure. Then you you saute jalapenos. If you like cheese, you like onions, you add whatever. But that I fucking love that. So much flavor, so easy. Half hour, you crank a couple, you know, sammies out for the fam. That's like a top five thing in our house. So easy, it's so goddamn good. Oh, oh I know. Well, and that's the thing about being up here in Toronto. I don't know how it is down there, Dave, but the multiculturalism where you could go anywhere and grab a little bit of everything and make it your own. Like, I don't know where, like, it's so hard because me and the wife are planning on leaving Toronto. I don't know how the fuck you did it. Mike, but we're planning on going like outskirts, outskirts, like boonies. But there's like yeah, no more, there's like nothing there. It's just like fucking hot dogs and fucking hamburgers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, man. Uh, you, it, a lot of chain restaurants, which is kind of shit. But I'm not too far from Collingwood, Ontario. So Collingwood's got a little artsy fartsy food scene. Yeah, so I guess. You know? But, but still, uh, it's not the same. Like, you walk down College Street or Dundas, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, fuck. Oh, God, Toronto's such a mecca. My goodness, man. That's why we get HelloFresh. Because you still get to just, you just make some ethnic food at home. Like, you make shit that you would never make on your own, you know? Like, just unbelievably good shit. And, uh, yeah, like, it's, it's also harder, boys. I'm not going to lie. Like, oh. Dave, you married a Portuguese girl or no? She's half, but she doesn't cook. But she doesn't cook. So with you, her palate isn't too far from yours. Yeah. You guys come up with that like similar, you know, garlic, onion, butter-based. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, and then for me, I grew up Portuguese and my wife is from Newfoundland, which is as white as you can be like in, in Canada. You know, it's all the way on the side of the ocean. They're closer to being like Portuguese than they are Canadian by like geography they're like right there next to the azores it's nuts i know i made a joke was that you could see it on a clear day i was like <laughs> <laughs> it's such a joke to make but uh, uh yeah so like you know they're white white people food they're you know taters with a roast beef yeah. and peas you know <laughs> like like all right we'll meet in the hill Fucking wine sextino will be in the middle. So conzada. You ever Oof. heard of conzada? She's like, no. I'm like, well, you're, you're gonna love conzada. Roasted <laughs> potatoes and yeah, and she does. If one of, my mother and I, I, I don't make conzada. Danielle would make a conzada better nowadays than I would. Like, but my mom's. You go to my mom's. Yo, is there anything better than when you go to your mom's and she just hooks you up with some food? You don't live close to your mom no more, Dave. She's all the way on the other side. You can't even get it. So, uh, that's why I cook myself, man. That's why. I no and, and, bro, what a great segue! And that's why I started how to cook. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> Mama, I was one night lonely, sitting crying on the couch when Mama's food wasn't around. I love the idea, <laughs> dude. Your food is way better than our mom's because you know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. You ever ask your mother for a recipe? She's like, hey, package aqui, no esquina de alho. Só esquina de alho. Só. Veja, só. And you're like, what the fuck is look at it and make sure it's not too much? You know, teaspoon? Ah, teaspoon. What am I, a doctor? You're like, all right. This is a doctor. You know, like, but yeah, Dave knows what he's doing. Dave gives you the old one, too. And that's another difference, bro. 
that's another difference. You've taken it from our mother's bush recipes written on old papers in their brain. Yeah. And you're like, hey, this is how you actually do it. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, you don't just fucking do it. It's not from the hip. There's a, there's a method to this, you know? Uh, yeah. I will say, but I wrote the book. What I still have a little... Nicer guy. <laughs> when I wrote the book, my wife would, like, proofread it. And she'd be like, you forgot this. Or, like, you said this, but then you forgot it here. Like, I still had a little bit of that pork chop just sloppiness in there. She cleaned it up for me, thank God, man. But, but yeah, man, I try to make it as easy as possible, man, so that people can just, like, whip up, That's like, awesome. the shit that looks hard. But, like, you could do it in, like, a half hour, man. Like, you just don't know because your mom won't tell you. So, be like, get out of the kitchen when you're a kid or whatever. You don't actually get to see anything. Like, look, check this out. Check this out. I told you guys I was making... Oh, that's awesome. That looks delicious. That looks awesome. I did that like an hour, man. Like when I was a kid, this was, my, my mom would take all day making these things. You you know? Know? <laughs> Make enough for the year, freeze them in a bag. You're like, all right, dream's over. This is See, and that's the other thing about the old that's school the mentality. Portion's like smaller. So like if you look at my book, when you get it, like all the meals are like two to three to four people, like max. So like I'm not showing you how to feed the village, bro. I'm just gonna show you how to feed your little family or whatever, you know. My mom, nobody lives at home anymore. All oh, of God. the siblings, we have three, she had three kids. We're all gone. She still cooks like it's for three kids. My dad will call me and be like, "Hey, I'm like, why? I'm like, fish up a banana." No, but but it's so true. Like, and my wife doesn't understand. I hate leftovers, and this is the reason why. Because when my mom would cook, we'd have leftovers for like four or five days, and I'm eating the same fucking kangizada every day. Now looking back, fuck, I wish because I'm. I'm, I'm, (laughs) But it's like fuck. Yeah, they they just don't know. They do leftovers too well. It's crazy. Okay, well, how about this? Other than Portuguese food, what other foods do you guys enjoy eating? How about that? Bro, I have to fuck up buffalo wings every day of the week. <laughs> day. If I had, if I had, I mean, they're expensive now. There's a, there's a wing shortage, so it's mad. Shut up. But, uh, not I, up love, here. I love buffalo wings, man. Yeah, but that's not ethnic. That's fucking American. Well, what an American answer that is. That's like us saying, well, you know, like, uh, I'll bring it back to Mike. Well, my favorite is mac and cheese. I guess buffalo's not ethnic, I guess. Uh, <laughs> buffalo wings is very funny, man. Okay. If I could smash something, something that I love, my favorite, like, non-Portuguese food that I enjoy on a regular basis. Holy shit, that's so fucking funny, man. I like, uh... <laughs> oh. Bro, I really like uh, Asian-infused things nowadays, man. Like, ground beef, like, Korean ground beef with rice and stuff oh. like that. Like, that kind of shit is fire. Like, if we didn't grow up on that, where it's just plain rice and then salty meat on top with vegetables. But now I eat that nowadays, and I'm like, it's a calais, this is not nice. <laughs> you know, I like uh, I like the balsamic-y, fucking gingery stuff that I didn't have as a kid. Like, there I just, go. soys. I didn't have the taste of soys and teriyakis as a kid. Nope. And nowadays, I crave that shit. I love it, bro. That kind of stuff is nice. No, it's true. Like, even with my wife, I've, I didn't grow up on cilantro. It was always parsley and everything, right? <clears throat> so my palate wasn't towards cilantro, and I hated it. Now, oh, my God. Now, like, it took me 20 years, but now I love cilantro. That's <laughs> so funny. I still can't do cilantro, bro. Cilantro fucks with me, bro. Like, uh, it, it tastes like a salty, right? bitter mint when it touches my palate. Cause I have I know. a palate of a 
old still, I think. Give me salt and sugar and keep anything with too much complexity away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, and that's the thing, again, people don't understand. Being Portuguese, we didn't eat out. Eating out was going to a Portuguese restaurant, so it was the same food you're going to fucking get at home anyways. Right? So... That is the funniest shit. Portuguese people never eat out at ethnic restaurants or Portuguese restaurants because they have the food at home. Wow, what a great paradox. Oh my god. Eu não gosto de comer fora que não gosto das comidas dos outros. Hey, you know what's, what's something that your mother made that's so different from the actual thing that it's supposed to be? Like, Ooh. I'll give you an example. When you eat chorizo at a restaurant, it's yeah. always juicy and like, you know, plump. Sure. I, I never had chorizo like that in my life because my mother would cook the chorizo to the bone dry. It's oh, a shit. It's a level above beef jerky. One day I'll get a piece and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a picture to show you guys. Like, you know, Shoris has a diameter of that. And like, you know, by the time she's done, it's it's so funny. It's a fucking hot dog. It's a hot dog. I'm telling you, it is a jerky Shoris. Oh god. Like, and it is crazy and it's good. I ate it my whole life. I'm pretty sure, sure it caused intestinal damage in the long run due to its longevity of digestion bro like i don't know but i'm telling you man i didn't know chorizo was supposed to be a plump juicy you know mm, is it, I, uh, you know also i didn't know linguisa and chorizo were the same thing i always thought they were different i thought it was a different meat i thought it was a different everything and it's pretty much like you know minced meat versus chunked meat and the smoking causes the difference pretty much like you know at the end of the day like we is the better superior one to me i think too which is crazy it's beef in the community but i don't know <laughs> i know it is beef in the community and which one do you like better cooked versus eating raw because i with the shorty sometimes i'll just if it's a nice one that you get from the tile oh my god that's been hanging there you just chop it up at home and eat it like that instead of fucking putting it on fire? Oh, it's ice in my mouth this morning, uh, this morning, this afternoon, and it was just like I hadn't done that in a long time. Like, just not cook it. Just, and I was just like, damn, dude. Like, whoever the fuck invented this, man? <laughs> and like, you can eat that shit cold, hot, grilled, like any way. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just so good, man. But I was just chopping it up, and I was just like, man, I could just sit here eating this all day, man, if I wanted to, you know. Oh man ultimate preserved meat so you have to think some guy invents this early 1900s late 1800s like 1874 somewhere in lisbon some guy puts together a spice mix and everything was probably either you know some genius chef or some peasants with barely anything like you know like Zada is just whatever the fuck you got plus the leftover meats cook that shit and it just comes out beautiful you know but Chorice was probably put together by some fucking villagers who were trying to preserve meat over the winter, like everybody exactly. else smokes meat in in, in, a, in a cask, in, you know, in a tripa, literally tripage at that fucking point. Yeah, you know, and uh, like they they stumbled upon something that is now a timeless piece of our our people, chorice, and not even chorizo. Get that shit out of here, chorizo. <laughs> yes. Went, Speaking of I disrespect, last week they took me like behind the fucking plant side and shit and i was watching them make it man and i was thinking like this is probably going to be like a modernized operation and stuff right. and the guy comes out and he's like i want you to show the people we kill the pig on wednesday 
They get it on Monday. We make the shirts on Tuesday. Oh, These shit. motherfuckers are still using fresh meat that was killed like the day before, man. Like, wow. Thinking this was gonna be some like commercial operation, but like, nah, man. Like they're still making it the way that it's intended to be made, man. And, like, I think I saw like I don't know tens of thousands of linguisas and chorizos hanging there, man. Like, the smell was like something I can't even I can't replicate. What it was, had per. Unbelievable, unbelievable. I have to edit the video still post it because I haven't had time to do it, but it was unbelievable. I've never seen a Shorisu factory, not even on TV. So, like, oh. dude, I love the idea. Like, oh, 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 okay, what do you do? What, what did you do before the chef thing took off? What were you like? My real job, yeah, I'm just a corporate analyst. <laughs> <laughs> analyst on a tour of a Shorty's factory no. uh, like what be life what you're like a buzzing superman you know like uh, during the day you're fucking clark kent and at the end of the day you're some guy making Shorty's videos and like you guys are gonna believe the smell of bro i can only imagine what that pungent smell is like I, my what did your parents use to make Shorty's? did they smoke it in their backyard my, like, my uncles would do it, and, like, they would get all the family together at their house, and then they would smoke it in the garage or whatever, man. They would have, I remember having shorties for, like, like a whole year in the freezer, man. It, it was yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah. What about your parents? Did your parents, um, did your parents smoke their own shorties? No, we, we just went to the Thai and just bought it there every week. Yeah, I'm going to tell you guys my dad's fucking secret operation that he oh, ran God. in years. What, what is this? He's a, a Shorty's fucking smuggler or something, selling it on the black market? Oh. <laughs> guy, which, bro, he would make he would make the Shorty's for the year by himself in the backyard okay. in an old gutted, <laughs> framed uh, uh, freezer, like a giant one door freezer. Okay. He has it in the garage till this day, and I'm gonna take it someday when when they pass away. I'm like that that fucking smoker is mine. There's a thick layer of soot you wouldn't imagine, like an inch. Oh man! And and when I was a kid, I can remember, bro. Him, you know, they're, they're power washing it until it's just metal, and then him just reinforcing it. And I'm like, what's he gonna do? What is this? He's like, he said for shorties. And I was like, what the fuck, bro? This guy made a homemade smoker that's just an old fridge. It's just all metal, no paint left on it, and thick black soot inside. Um, weighs a ton because of the soot. Yeah. Like the smoke over the it's just it's just great, bro. Such a nice smoky smell always to it. And you know, he goes out and he buys the fucking wood and he starts at probably, I don't know, three, four in the morning, puts them up. Goes back to sleep, comes back, you know, nine o'clock in the morning. They're already halfway fucking a smoke down by then, you know? And that's it. By the time it's like one, two, my aunts are showing up. And then on that same day, they'll do the shorties. And at night, they'll do the uh, cutting of the vegetables for the cellar. So it's just oh. like five ladies shaving off. <laughs> what is that? Onion or something that they're just shaving off. Oh and uh, cooking. And, bro, there is nothing worse then going from the beautiful scent of the smoke in the backyard right. to the smell of cooking musella in the garage the heat of the <laughs> cauldron of musella no thank you and ladies just scooping it up into funnels and stuffing it into fucking and tripage and you're like why why is this happening? This is the girl, and they all stunk. You couldn't come near one of your titi because they reeked of of garlic and, and onion and, and 
And they all loved it. They sat there laughing and cackling. Right? And the old men would be hammered. You know, all the old men would be hammered outside. I wish I could go back to that once. I would just love to see that one more time. It's nasty, fucking, roast, boiled blood. <laughs> yeah. Just funny the shit we went through as kids and we either didn't appreciate or thought it was so normal until we talked to our non-Portuguese friends. You know what I mean? It's fucked up. What do you mean you don't watch your parents murder pigs in the garage? <laughs> you never saw a pig squeal for its life while the blood squirts and a lady holds a bucket to its neck? The hell's wrong with you, man? up, pussy. <laughs> or best one. You never caught blood in a fucking bucket? Are you even a man, bro? <laughs> Or best one, you go to your friend's house, he's got a pet rabbit. You're like, oh, you're keeping him plump to, to, to roast him after, aren't you? Wow, I never saw one in the house. <laughs> right? <laughs> wow, this is supposed to be in the backyard. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in, a, in a chicken wire uh, box. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, guys, before I let you guys go, quickly. I know, Dave, you used to do this on your... On your page, I don't know why you stopped. You should, you got to bring this back. Like in terms of like uh, this or that, which food do you like better? Like you know what I mean? Like you used to do that all the time, and th- that was awesome when you used to do I that shit. I'm doing it, and this, this is something that 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 I guess I'm noticing as the page gets bigger. I stopped doing it because a bunch of other pages started doing it. Mm. Like I'll do, I'll have an idea, man, that I'll run with, and then I'll notice like ten other people are trying to do the same shit, and I'm like, that's man, what happens. Like, Dude, that shit's lame, man. Like, I only want to do shit that people can't replicate. So, people were doing that a lot. Like, you were like, Pache's not there. You like fucking this. I'm like, man, I did that like a year ago, man. Shut the fuck up. So, I stopped doing it, but uh, but I know you do it on the podcast. I know we did a few last time. Well, that's why I'm saying let's do a little quick few right now. Now that we got Mike here with us, quickly. Uh, All right, guys. All Portuguese related stuff, of course. Let's do it. Tromos or Puvige? Look at these guys. It's like I asked them to give up their first board. Yo, I, I don't know, man. Like, I would, I, I'm going to say Tormos. Me too. Yeah, yeah, it has to be because of the nostalgia of the Tormos. It was just everywhere I went as a kid. Sometimes you would just grab a handful just to feel like a man. You ever grab a handful of Tormos? You're like, I also am a man as I am eating these Lupini beans as father is eating these Lupini beans. <laughs> Oh, I got, you know, what point, I'm going to write that down. That's a funny bit. Don't let me forget that. <laughs> and then you take a shot of, of Labat Blue. And then you're good uh, to go. <laughs> okay, so, Termosh, I agree. I like Termosh better, too. All right, that's one down. Okay, Pastej Bacalhau, since you just made them, or Rissois de Camarão. Wow. Rissois de Camarão is my favorite Portuguese food of all time. Really? It's kind of creamy. And it's like... Oh, and the best ones is when you're in Portugal, at least on the mainland, if you stop at a gas station, they always have the best What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the turnover rate is insane, so they're just popping out fresh all day. They have a baker in the back of the gas station, like, legit. (laughs) You know, (laughs) his whole name is based on his job. You're like, straight the fuck up, bro. Isn't that Portuguese people are so funny like that? If you do something really well, congrats. That's now your name as well. <laughs> right? <laughs> or your occupation. Like everyone in my mom's hometown, there was like maybe like a thousand people. Like... Was... <laughs> or 
some sort, forget it, bro. They're gonna they're gonna name you after the deformity. My mom has a buddy that's got like a hunchback, and that's like, true. <laughs> bro, I literally do a joke right now that's like, uh, oh man, kid a woman wild monk, and they'll even call him and wild monk to his face, right? In the tushel down the and you're like, you, I don't want, you can't do that. I saw, you're like, gee, that guy never had a chance. Confidence? What is confidence? That guy hasn't had confidence in 50 years since his accident, this terrible accident. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to go with Pastej Bacalhau. I like Pastej Bacalhau because I don't think you can really fuck that up. I've had some bad <laughs> resource come around that tasted like garbage. So, you, could, oh, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? That That's what I'm going with there. All right. I, so dry they're unenjoyable like you're like this needs a dipping sauce you know uh, when, when, the, when the Kim and Al one bro is like oh man I so. could see no I get it I get it that's fair okay how about this let, let, let's go with a card game here Bishka or Sweka shit you win Sweka that's the only one I know okay Bishka is like Sweka um kind of sort of at all but uh, my grandfather used to play Bishka. Like that's why I'm like, oh man, Bishka is so classic. Right. Yeah, Swack is the most popular Portuguese game of all time. You 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 can't play Swack with your cousins as a teenager. You're not allowed to be in the circle. <laughs> you know what I mean? You and your lupini beans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll go get some truce. We gotta play fucking Swack. <laughs> oh, okay, I agree, Swack. Okay, how about this? Arroz or batatas com frango? It's got my mother's arroz is amazing, but if it's not my mom's rice, I don't even want it, bro. It has to be the potatoes, the little Parisian, whatever yeah. the fuck, little round guy. Exactly. That shit plus some pity pity sauce, Oof. and yeah. it, like you know, you're like you're talking a world class five star Michelin, uh, you know, meal here. <laughs> Those potatoes are so hit or miss. It's crazy. They're either. It's true soft that they're disgusting they're either or too hard but once in a while you get a perfect little batch whether it's every bite is soft it's inhaled some of the sauce yes those are the best the dry ones that like have like skin that looks like a fucking 80 year old stuck in the sun fuck off man no i'm done with this <laughs> no thank you, can't you. Me, those things got cold and reheated you can't <laughs> like, you know that's that's what that is if those potatoes come out fresh they're always delicious and if they're rushed, they're hard. And if they've taken too long, they get soft with the skin. And that's it. The snoot has to reheat them and they're no good. <laughs> All right. How about the two popular beers? Superbok or Sags? You know my choice already. So I actually found out this weekend that I, I might be breaking news here. But oh. uh, uh, Sags was bought out by Heineken. What? off their exports so like i don't know about canada but in, in the united states you can't get sagas anymore you can only get super right you also can't get sagas here in toronto yeah i had some uh friends ask me for sagas and you can't get it you can get super buck though still everywhere which is good. Oh. So apparently they uh they cut off the export of sagas not not realizing that super buck would just swoop in and take the market so now it's all super buck everywhere what a dream can you imagine the guys at super buck you're like boy he's not gonna believe it they gave us the whole fucking market. The whole market. Remember we only had 35% at best for some reason? We got the whole hundred. They didn't even try. They're not even trying. Okay, how about this? I don't know if you guys ever... Okay, like, 
Sage is pure Persian fucking name. Everyone, Sage. Where the fuck did a Persian come up with the name Super Bok? B-O-C-K. Well, like, that's not Portuguese. What the fuck is this? Where did this thing come? Did, you, did this ever come through your guys' mind? You know, that's marketing. That's like, marketing. Okay. Oh, Sag must be the original because it's so Portuguese sounding. They never even thought of thinking outside the box like that. So Sag comes out there like Sag. So you know, it was some guy named Carlos Sag who started the company, and uh, that's our name, Sag. <laughs> you know, and then like ten years down the line, you know, some guy was like, "I fucking hate Sag. This beer sucks. I need something a little more tangy and manly. This is not only know this light." Pale ale or whatever the hell it is, and uh, you know he was like, "I want something better, super vodka." You know what I mean? And his friend was like, "That's a great name, Charles." He's like, "Yeah, super vodka." You know? No, but it sounds like something drunk that a guy would say to make something bigger. Hey, give some vodka, no, but give some super vodka. You know what I mean? It's got that portion. See, but that's what I'm thinking. Like, maybe they were trying to say, like, Super Buck. Like, B-U-C-K. But because of the Portuguese translation, they said Buck. Because there's so many things. Like, like even with my parents, they say so many words that are, like, English but not English because they're Portuguese. Like, you know what I mean? I hate to watch them do it sometimes. Struggle through a sentence. Hey, we go laundry for uh, wash the clothes. None of that was Portuguese. None of that is for laundry, washing the clothes. Could have been said normally. Why did you say it like that, Mom? Hey. <laughs> You're like, okay, I guess. Whatever. The best was my mom when I was younger and I'd actually be outside playing. You play in your neighborhood with the kids. She'd come outside and then she'd see one of my friends and she'd start yelling at him. He's like, where is the Steve? Where is the Steve? And I'm like, Mom, man. Like, after when I heard that, because obviously my friends broke my balls, because, you know, the Steve, they're like, what are you, a fucking robot? Did they buy you? And it's like, Ma, you don't put the in front of something that's alive. Like, it's just Steve. That's my name. I'm surprised she didn't call you Steven. Hey, where's the Steven? Where's the Steven? Oh, fuck, bro. Even if it's not Steven, Portuguese people do that. My wife's name is Danielle, and they call her Daniela. So even at her, at her funeral, they'll be like, Danielle, very nice. I love Danielle. You're like, it's Danielle. Hey, it's okay. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh, shit. One quick one before we get out of here. Yeah, let's boys. do it. Go for it. My cousin named her kid Xavier, and I swear to God, she did it to troll the Portuguese community. Like, they hear them try to say, Xavier, Xavier. You're like, hey, man, you guys never said the letter X in your life, huh? <laughs> Xavier, man. Oh, Xavier. You're like, who the fuck is Xavier? <laughs> Get it together, TTF. Ah. Yeah, but you know what's even worse than that are the Portuguese idiots are like, oh, why'd they name him that? I can't even say that name. Okay, so now people got to think of how everyone's going to say this person's name. Like, it's the kid's child, and you're offended because you can't say the kid's name? Like, what, what fucking world oh, do we that, live in? That, Toxic TT of a bullshit I ever heard. Just an old TT who's like, and you're like, what the fuck? Right? Who are you, old hag? I got an old hag like that in my family. We all do. I went to give her a hug and I stunk of weed. Oh, oh shit. She goes, shit is nice. And her daughter's name is Tanya. And I go, yeah, like Tanya. And just her face like, right? Oh, we have them all. We have them all. Boys, talk shit to your aunts while they're still alive. Don't wait for them to die to think these things. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, guys, plug your shit where people can find you, your socials, projects, upcoming events, whatever. Floor's all yours. Start with you, Dave. Go for it. Yeah, I'm selling a cookbook right now. It's How to Cook Portuguese Stuff. You can get it at howtocookportuguesestuff.com slash book. That's the main thing right now. It officially comes out this Friday. That's the official release date, uh, June 16th. So all eggs in that basket right now. That's where all my efforts are going. So find me online at, uh, at How to Cook Stuff and uh, pick up my book at uh, howtocookportuguesestuff.com slash book. Mike. I don't want any of you fucks looking for me. Stay away. <laughs> That's some great marketing, my friend. I don't want you guys coming after me on socials. Now, listen, just you know, throwing Mike Rita. I got a comedy special coming out. Uh, it's unbelievable. It was recorded here in Toronto. I saw that show there at the club. Nice. Um, but yeah, find me on social media. I'm starting to release more stuff. Honestly, I just for the last few years I've just been working on uh, myself and my act, so I haven't really released too much new shit. A lot of the stuff that people watch online is really old, and uh, like nowadays, uh, if you come watch my live act, man, make sure to just uh, you know throw me an Instagram. I'm always posting where I'm going to be. I'm going to be in the Azores this summer, so if you're going to be in the Azores in July and August, I'll be there performing and hanging out at Denisha's bar getting drunk. Uh, <laughs> way too drunk for what I can handle, just so, so that I look like a man eating thermos, you know? And then um, also just make sure you come out and uh, support me and the Portuguese kids. That's where I'll be most of the summer this year, It's just uh, opening up for the kids. That's awesome. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because if it helps them all, most definitely helps me out. And most importantly, please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. All right, boys, one last question for each of you before I let you guys go. <clears throat> Let's start with you, Dave. When the fuck are you coming to Toronto, my friend? I know, man. I got to get up there, man. Toronto is my number two city in my demographics. Like, right? So I gotta get up there, man. Um, Maybe we do I, a live show together so that it pays for your trip. <laughs> oh, there you go. And Mike, I gotta know my friend. How was it chilling recently with Cardinal Official? Oh, man. Cardi's so cool, dude. Cardi's so nice. And he's also, um, he gives you the time of day. Some guys won't. You know, he, he's such a vet of the scene. He, he's done so much in his life. And he always gives you some time to talk about his career. I, I'm a big fan of uh, his album, his first couple albums there that, um, uh, it's, I think it's called Firestarter, Quest, oh no, Quest for Fire or something mm -hmm. like that. And, um, like, I always talk to him about that album. I've actually met him a few times now. You know, Canadian entertainment is only so big, but you get to bump into certain people a couple That's times true. throughout your life. And I always get to talk to him about that part of his career and all that kind of shit. And it's uh, it's nice to taste that next level. Like when you hang out with a guy with Cardinale, you're like, I would love to be this big. You know, 100,000 core followers, people who love you from different generations. Right. I love him from his 90s stuff. Me people too. love him from his stuff with Akon. Some people love him with his stuff from Nas. That's He's true. had such a crazy, weird, long career, you know? Mm. I know, and I think he doesn't get the recognition he rightfully deserves because everyone thinks Drake, Drake, Drake. Yeah, Drake is great, but, you know, the likes of people like Cardinal, even Maestro Fresh West, you could go on and on with the list of Canadian rappers up here that don't get their just dues, but Cardinal should always be on that list, and I don't know why he doesn't get it. Yeah, I love that, man. Is that uh, he, he, he produced, like, man, 
fire songs for a long time. He did a great job representing our culture, man. No, for sure. On that note, he's Mike, he's Dave, I'm Steve, this is the podcast. Peace.